0: Hello, bitches. Welcome to Resting Bitch Face. I'm so freaking excited to be back on the show here with Justine from the Shore Store. Hi. It's been forever. I'm so happy to see your beautiful face.
1: I know. I'm so excited. Um, Yesterday was one of my favorite days of the year. We were texting, and yeah.
0: Uh, I'm just excited for this episode.
1: We have so much to talk about. Did you get a
0: lot? Are you guys in a condo? I live in a townhouse. Or, okay, did you do you get a lot of trick-or-treaters?
1: Um last last year we got like maybe 10 or 15. This year I think we oh, wow. counted like close to 30.
0: That's pretty good. That's not too bad.
1: Yeah, and my house wasn't decorated outside. Um, I literally just left the light on I wasn't like out there blasting music or anything but the kids were knocking and it was pissing me off because I was trying to chill and I was having to run to the door every two seconds
0: oh I would think that you would love to have trick-or-treaters that, that's the, that's so the thing
1: you would think but um, <laughs> I was just trying to chill I had a couple glasses of wine made it a little more enjoyable um but, all right. but the kids these days are such fucking assholes. Like nobody says thank you. I think out of all those kids, maybe four or five of them said thank you to me.
0: That is so weird, especially in Canada. They should have better manners. <laughs> I honestly just
1: think it's like the next generation of kids these days. A lot of them are fucking assholes. I
0: don't know because I had all of the kids, all of the kids in my neighborhood. Like none of them grabbed a bunch of stuff. Like I, I held the bowl out for them and was like, have whatever you'd like. And they all would pick like one or two things and they all said thank you. And they complimented my dogs and like they were so polite and sweet. And I had a lot of teenagers too, which I actually loved that. I, I had a lot of their teenagers, teenagers trick or treating. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like once we hit a certain age, it wasn't cool to trick or treat. Like we, we thought we were too grown up for it. But my son and his boyfriend went out. They went trick or treating, and they were like a dark angel and a devil, which was super cute. Uh, did I send you guys the picture in the group chat? I'm gonna send it if I didn't. I
1: don't think so. See everyone. No, is I sent behind it- me in time. So once I like put my phone away and I go to bed you guys are still like up and chatting and then I always like wake up and I'm like
0: (laughs) the the group chat's always lit
1: when I go to bed but whatever
0: that's how I feel on Friday nights because Friday night at work is insane and I get so jealous because the group chat is lit on Friday night (laughs) And I'm missing all of it because it's so busy at work. I can't even look at my phone. So the end of the night at work, I have like 50 missed messages and I missed all the good stuff. I hate it. <laughs> so you got to take
1: up smoking cigarettes because then you can just like run oh out back God. and like catch up on the group chat really, I could really if quick I ago. wanted
0: to. We are so busy and it's an amazing, amazing problem to have because we've been talking. I mean, I've worked there for a year now. So just the amount of growth that I've seen in the past year at the restaurant um, is, uh, is, is crazy. And, um, it's awesome. Our restaurant is too small. We're, we've grown so much and we're so busy that it's just too small. We've outgrown it. And, uh, I mean, it's insane, but yeah, Friday night, there's no way I can't. Sometimes I come in on Friday night and almost the whole restaurant is full when I get there and I won't even be able to look at my phone until like, three hours into my shift like my phone's still in my purse it's crazy but I love it
1: that's so stressful it's like I I totally understand because obviously I did it for years that like as a server you need it to be busy I mean not necessarily if you have like really good tippers or anything but in general you obviously need it to be busy to make a lot of money but like I'm the type of person where like I would rather have a job that's slow and boring and easy where I don't have yeah. to think then be like so busy that I'm <laughs> stressed out the whole time.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely it's a steady pace the whole time and it's not it is busy. It's crazy busy on a Friday night. Um but I do actually prefer nights that are steady versus busy and there are a lot of times where I will make more money on a steady night versus a busy night because I actually get to st- stand there and talk to my customers and get to know them and build a relationship with them because like I would say 95% of our customers are regulars. So once you get to know them and know their name and know their drink and you get to talk to them, that's when I feel like I make more money. Yeah, makes sense. But and I don't I don't like to run my ass off either. I'm getting older, my knees hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I'm sore serving is hard dude especially it's hard work especially somewhere where you have food because when I served it was only drinks well like I I have worked in restaurants before but for the most part it was only drinks which is hard enough let alone like having to memorize a full food menu and everything like yeah servings a lot harder than people would think it is for sure
0: the nice thing about our restaurant is it's a very simple menu it's mostly just burgers fries some appetizers some salads and sandwiches it's super simple um but the food is really good and the service is great and the customers are great and i I really like working there so but i'm exhausted that's why i only work i friday saturday and sunday night that's it yeah but i have so many other things to do that i'm like i can't be there full time yeah um but yeah, so um, we have so much to talk about. I'm excited. Okay, so you finally saw Terrifier too? Finally. Did they had it in the theater next to you?
1: So um, they weren't going to show it at all in Canada, and obviously, you know this. Like, it was only supposed to be limited release, A only in the states, release. and then it made like three times its budget in the opening weekend and then all this press about it like people who had never even heard of the first terrifier were going to see it all that stuff so they expanded it to canada amanda And at first it was only in like two theaters in Vancouver, and then they released it more. And I actually saw this on Reddit before anywhere else because I'm in the Terrifier uh, subreddit. And somebody posted it was at this theater in Burlington, which is like 40 minutes away from me. And I was like, I didn't even know this theater existed. It's one of those super small, like, it's only like $8 for a ticket. The the theater probably seats like... 20 people or something like that it's crazy small Um, and they show like these indie movies and movies that have already like been in the theater for a really long time like they were still showing Elvis that night and everything oh wow okay so anyways um I waited I waited one of my friends really wanted to see it with me and she's been sick for like two weeks and I'm like honestly (laughs) fuck you I'm going to see it without you it's Halloween weekend (laughs) like I need to see this I'm going alone. Yeah, so uh we went to see it on Saturday night and it was I had I had a great time. However, I do remember why I hate going to the fucking movies and why. You know, I can't wait till it comes out on streaming in Canada or I can get a physical copy of it because yeah. Um I just like hate people. Like I just get so annoyed <laughs> so easily by everyone else around me. Like before the movie started, there was these two groups of girls, one beside me in the very back aisle and then like another group ahead of them. And they were all talking like it was before the movie started, like, I don't care. But it was just what they were saying was irritating me so much. Like the one girl's like, you know, Gore doesn't even phase me like I can watch any. And it's like, Kate, good for you
0: like yeah that's why we're here nobody
1: fucking cares and then the one girl kept calling him the terrifier and she's like I'm surprised I have never seen anyone dressed up as the terrifier for and I'm like that's not his fucking name that's like when people call Pennywise (laughs) it it like drives me crazy it's like and then not even that but once the movie started the girls beside me were talking through the whole movie and it's not, Like I said, it was a tiny theater. It's not like it was a huge theater where the seats are, like, elevated and everything, where, like, you can't hear. Like, it, it you can hear fucking everything. So I'm right. so annoyed the whole time. Like, she's like, oh, my God, he's not dead yet. He's not dead yet. Watch. He's going to come back to life. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Like, I just like being at home where I can lay on my couch and smoke my weed pen and pause the movie to go to the bathroom and uh, not have other people annoying me. But besides that, the actual movie was great.
0: I can relate to that. So I, yes, people are very annoying. I do love going to the movie theater because of the whole experience. But the movie theater that we go to is across the street. On Tuesdays, they have $5 Tuesdays. So that's when we go see movies. So freaking cheap. So fun. And um, you can see any movie at any time for five bucks on Tuesday. And they have like the reclining seats. It's really fun. We like to do that. Uh, but yeah, the home experience is totally different. And we are setting up a movie room. We have a movie room set up right now. But we have it to where we have this room when we first walk in the door. And that has been our like display room for some of our display reptiles. And we're like, I told my husband, I was like, you know what, I think let's swap these two rooms because we've got another room next to it. When you come through the door, you've got your display room. And then on the right is our movie room. I was like, let's put our display room over here so that when people walk in, they're not just seeing snakes and being weirded out by it (laughs) they can walk in and they can i i really am doing this for you for when you come visit honestly (laughs) jesus so i was like so that when we come in people will be in our movie room and it'll look really cool and it'll be like movie posters and all kinds of stuff and then the display room can be off to the side so we're like swapping that out but I do. I love having a little movie room because when my son has friends over or we're all just hanging out, we've got this cool room to hang out in. Yeah. And we've got like the sound set up and the TV's really nice. And like, it's so fun. It is such a different atmosphere when you're at home and you're just comfortable in your own space. Yeah, so, I don't know. If and people are so, like... so annoying.
1: Yeah, I don't know if this is a getting older thing as well. Because when I was a teenager, like I loved going to the movies, like multiple times a week. Movies that I didn't even care about. Like we would go just to go and, you know, and I like going to the drive-in and stuff. Like I would have preferred Mm -hmm. to see this at the drive-in. But at the same time, horror movies aren't good to see at the drive-in either because they're so dark. It's like kind of hard to see. So I don't know. But I am excited to watch it again in the comfort of my own home.
0: Yeah. So they just put it on screen box and I was going to sign up for that because it's like a free trial and then it's like five dollars a month or whatever. So I'm, I'm like going to sign up for that and watch it again because initially I hated it mm-hmm. and I was so upset and I didn't want to taint your idea of it. So I was just like, not a fan after I saw it, because we were both so hyped to see it for so long, because we both love the original Terrifier movie so much. And it was so anticipated. And it was super limited release. Um, Even the very popular uh, movie theater that we have had like one showing on Thursday night when it opened, one showing on Saturday, and then like a showing on Monday. So we went to see it on Monday. And this was right when it first came out, so weeks ago. And then I looked it up recently again, and now they have like regular showings of it. So I think definitely it made so much money that they're actually showing it more now. Um, But initial thoughts on it is that the gore, the kills, all of that stuff was so fun. Um, We're, oh, we're definitely going to spoil this. So if you are planning on seeing Terrifier 2 and you don't want any spoilers, I will put a timestamp in the podcast notes so that you can skip over this and then come back to it another time. Um, But okay, and starting now, so skip ahead. This is your last chance. All right. (laughs) Uh, I liked all the stuff in the carnival grounds. I thought that was really cool because that always seems super creepy, like a shut down carnival. That was awesome. Um, I liked a lot of it. I felt like they could have cut out a whole like 45 minutes of this movie and it still would have been fantastic because I felt like there was so much character development and so much storyline that wasn't necessary for a Terrifier movie because the original Terrifier movie didn't have any of that. Like we didn't give a shit about any of the the victims and it was just a straightforward slasher and I loved it for that and I felt like this one just kind of dragged on and the ending was like what I I was just like I don't know what did you think did you like the character development okay so I did
1: but I understand why people I understand from both points of view why you would want more of a story and why people like us who like slasher movies are like fuck the character development we just want to see the kills like you're watching this type of movie for the gore you're not watching it for a story so i it do
0: reminded me of like a porn that has like way a lot of like 20 minutes line. of dialogue and it's like yeah like my god i i'm not here i don't need your character development i just want to see you like have you just want to see fuck each other Like, (laughs) show me the doggy style already (laughs) jesus totally but you're right because
1: i think the running time was like two hours and 29 minutes or something it was
0: long so when
1: i saw that going into it i was like whoo this is a long movie like
0: what are they gonna do for for all that time yeah because the first movie was only like an hour and 25 minutes or something and
1: i did listen to a podcast on it yesterday um this podcast called screenshot Shots, and um, I listened to their episode about it so some of what they said is in my head because they're like film school students and Damien Leone who did this movie um, this is only his like second feature film like I think he did a short film with Art the Clown in it and then he did Terrifier back in 2016 and this movie Terrifier 2 was crowdfunded um, so Oh, wow. That I just, didn't reel that. That just reel shows you that. how, like, indie it is and stuff. So they were thinking that the reason why he made it so long and had so much character development in it is because now he feels, like, so under pressure. And he wants to deliver to not only the gore fans, but fans of horror mm-hmm. movies who actually do enjoy a full-on story and like character development and everything and the fact that it was released in theaters at all even though it was only supposed to be a limited release like I can totally understand why that was in there because now for if they make a third one which I'm pretty sure they're going to like after the amount of money this movie's made I will not be surprised at all if a major studio backs the third one. Um, but now yeah. we have a like final girl to root for in Sienna, where in the first one it was just like, okay, everybody dies. Um, and also Art the Clown <laughs> got a lot of uh, character development as well in this movie. So
0: Yeah, it just felt unnecessary to me, honestly. Honestly, I'm I think a good half hour could have
1: been gone. Like I, th- I would have liked it at two hours.
0: Yeah, 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 you're right. It really, it was a lot. It really just felt like it went on for a long time. So um, I do, you saying that about that podcast and about their their theory that he, it, it sounds like you're right. He wanted to make a film. Mm-hmm. He wanted to make a film so that he could be recognized for the filmmaker that he is, that makes sense that makes a lot of sense and also
1: apparently he's not even like directing isn't even his main thing it's he's a makeup guy like he's a special effects makeup guy and he did a lot of the practical effects in this movie and in the first so I think that's his passion and then from that he developed like the character in the movie and everything so seeing like how far the whole Art the Clown thing and all the different movies and short films and stuff he's been into now Terrifier 2 this massive movie like it is very impressive so um I, and that's why I and I loved it so much even though it was long like I I literally enjoyed the entire thing so I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing but like I said I can see how slasher fans are like, fuck this, we don't need this, you know?
0: It's too, yeah, it's too much, it's unnecessary, yeah, yeah, that's kind of how I felt, but it's not the end of the world, I mean, I'm going to rewatch it, I'm going to pre-order the Steelbook, the Walmart exclusive Steelbook, because the art is fucking fantastic on that thing, and I know that even if I don't like the movie, I can keep the digital code for my library and I can resell the steel book because I bet they're going to sell out and they're probably gonna be worth a lot of money so I'm ordering it it's twenty dollars what am I gonna do
1: I'm going to too and I doubt I can get it in Canada but hopefully I can get it in like I western 20 New York bucks. and just yeah next it's time twenty I
0: bucks so, I mean I could always order an extra one I was gonna say or then, you could
1: order me too and just ship and then it I'll just me. ship it to
0: you yeah 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 I can do that so we can figure that out but um I mean, there was a lot that I loved about this movie. I liked the... I mean, the kills were fantastic. The, like, animatronic when he skinned that girl. Holy shit. Let's
1: talk about the kills because, obviously, the first movie, the most popular kill uh, where he hangs the girl upside down and he, like, saws her down her entire body by her vagina. Um, so good. And then one scene, which I totally forgot about because I watched the movie again last night while I was handing out candy, was when he like puts her skin on top of him and he like wears her tits and he's like dancing. Oh, I forgot around. about that. Yeah. I was like, oh, what a sick fuck. I forgot about that. But going into the second one, I was like, they have to top that scene, like the vagina oh, yeah. scene. I'm yeah. like, what are they going to do, which is going to be sicker than that? And man, like, if he does make a third one, I don't know how he's going to top that bedroom scene because that was probably one of like the craziest things I've ever seen in a horror movie.
0: Oh, it was! I will never forget that scene. I, it was fucking insane. It is going to go down in history as one of the most amazing horror scenes in history. It's yeah, I mean, it's brutal. It's awful. It's and it's getting someone. And this is yeah. this is
1: something that I liked about the movie was you know, Art the Clown in the first one there was a little bit of him laughing and stuff but not too much. He was mostly serious through the movie whereas the second one he was laughing and I liked that character development for him because he would you know he grabbed the top of her scalp and he like literally ripped her like the top of her freaking scalp off and he's just pointing and laughing at her while she's he's suffering. a silly motherfucker. He would like stab people <laughs> and just point and laugh and the theater, my theater was laughing along with him. And it was, yes. it was crazy. It was fun. And um, the movie was just so campy in that way because you're watching these insane kills happen and you're like, okay, this person would have died so long ago.
0: How oh, are yeah. you
1: still alive? And I, I just love the comedic aspect of that all in. Like it's not supposed to be taken seriously, you know.
0: It's definitely eighty slasher vibes for yes. sure. Thousand percent. Um, and that's why we love it. That's part of the reason why we love it. And Art the Clown is a fantastic character. And he is terrifying. Like, that is a terrifying character. Something that I really disliked about this movie is how, in the original movie, it, I I don't like supernatural horror. Okay. okay? I'm and not a fan I of know, that.
1: I know that. So, leaving the theater, I literally
0: said you were like julie I, this is why julie hated this
1: i this is why julie didn't like this like yes i, I don't I like it
0: i think that humans are the most terrifying horrific creatures that there are and what i loved about art the clown is that he was a human being in the first movie I, I, There was nothing supernatural about him in the first movie unless I'm misremembering something, right? Well, there were no... They they hinted
1: at it because he they died. Did? He died. Like, he shot himself in the head when the cops came to get oh. him at the end. And then he wakes up at in the very last scene in the morgue. The guy unzips the body bag and Arthur right. and, like, sits up and gets him.
0: Okay. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So... <clears throat> But throughout the movie, you just think this is a creepy, deranged You human. just think
1: it's a fucked up guy dressed up in a clown outfit. It's Halloween night. Right. So, you know. And you I love it. Twice. I yeah. love
0: the. I love the fact that these girls are at like this pizza place and this creepy guy is just making them uncomfortable because how many we've all been in a situation where some creepy dude made us feel uncomfortable and you go like, oh, it's probably fine. It's just some guy. And it could not just be some guy, it could be somebody like Art the Clown. And that is what was so horrifying about the first movie is that it just seemed like a deranged individual. And then in this movie, it's just off the rails, supernatural. And that's kind of one of the things that took me out of it. it was like It didn't have that real factor of this could happen to you anymore. But a lot of people love supernatural horror and that, you know, but for me, that's kind of something that pulled me out of it.
1: Right. And I get that. Like, so they added a new character, which I believe they're calling the little pale girl. And she pretty much is like, yeah, she's like a little girl version, I guess, of Art the Clown. I don't know.
0: She's unnecessary. Why is she even there? I don't understand. I, when she first
1: came in, in that, um, in that, like, laundromat scene, Ugh, I was like, gross. I thought it was just, like, a figment of his imagination. I thought it was funny. Me too. But then when she followed him throughout the rest of the movie, I agree with you. I felt it was a little unnecessary. However, I do feel like that's a great costu- a couple's costume for Halloween for one year, is Art the Clown and her. Um, but, yeah, I felt she was very but unnecessary. I didn't
0: feel that she served a purpose. Like, she didn't have an act, other than being a creepy kid... I don't understand why she was there. But this is the
1: thing. Is that him leading into the potential of a third movie possibly? And we're going to get more answers.
0: I hope she's not there. Did you (laughs) think
1: in the movie at all, because this is a very popular thing I've seen people say online and stuff. Did you think that uh, Art the Clown was their dad? Because they they were like alluding to that he went crazy before he died and he had all the sketches in the book. Yes. Okay. I was like, this
0: is their dad reincarnated or something. Right. That's exactly what I was thinking. But then it didn't really that theory didn't really go anywhere during the movie. I don't know if they're going to pull that into the third movie. But yeah, why would their dad have all of these sketches? And it just seemed like maybe he went to hell. Maybe their dad went to hell and then came back reincarnated as one of his creations and then that makes sense if his daughter is the hero protecting others from him Mm -hmm. that would make sense i don't know
1: yeah like you said uh, kind of unnecessary given like yeah we just want to watch the kills but i i liked all of like i liked the casting choices a lot like the mom oh they were great was the worst actor i think i've ever seen in any movie ever like She acted like somebody who had never uh, gone to acting class. She acted like she had never written, like she never, she literally just read the script right before she came in and like memorized her lines and she didn't even know what was going on. Like she was a horrible actor.
0: But But do you think that that was the character or the actress? Because the character was just a fucking miserable cunt. I don't
1: know if it was done purposely or not however it did work for the movie like it made me I don't know if this is just like the stoner in me laughing at shit like her but like no I laughed during it I was like this works for the movie like it makes the movie so like campy in a way that I enjoy. I thought
0: the character was just it was just a a miserable character so I didn't really tap into she's not a good actress I was like this is a bad character Mm -mm. true so I don't know and then then I liked the um I liked the scene from the like the tv show with the kids and everything where they're sitting in the playhouse Mm -hmm. and all of that but I felt like that yeah I felt like that scene went on entirely too long
1: it did however and that whole scene could have been scrapped her like dream sequence even though it was cool but
0: I liked it, but I could have cut probably half of it out. It felt like it just dragged on too long.
1: Yeah, I agree. Especially where it happened in the movie, too, because I feel like that happened... Yeah, that did happen before the bedroom scene. So you're, like, kind of waiting for something intense to happen at that point. Mm -hmm. The beginning did kind of go on a little too long. Um, But everybody in that dream sequence apparently those were like the people who donated like a lot of money on the crowdfunding like those were all fans of the first one or whatever and that so
0: oh okay yeah that's interesting okay um yeah, what did you think of um,
1: like the main girl, like her acting, like everything about her, her <clears> character, like all that stuff. I loved
0: her character. I thought she was a great actress. I thought she was super hot, like fantastic her body, body was gorgeous. Oh, my God. I'm so oh jealous. I'm
1: like, but and it's also one of those horror things that also <clears> made <throat> me laugh is like these girls are supposed to be like 16 years old. They look like they're 26. At oh, least. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No way. No yeah. way um I loved her she's a fantastic final girl I love a final girl that just like kicks ass through the whole thing I love a final girl that is smart that is strong I love that shit um So I thought she was great. I just thought it's just like so like just went on and on for so long. It was such such a long movie. There was so I I, yes, you can do character development, but there comes a point where it's like too much character development. Like there's a lot of shit here that we don't need to know or need to see. And maybe that is because of crowdfunding and having to try to please the people that put money into your project and creating it. So that, it definitely makes sense when you say that a lot of people in that scene were crowdfunders. That totally makes sense. But yeah, it, there was just a lot that went on too long. And the, something, they were falling down a hole at the end. Like, I'm just like, what is, why do we need all of this? Yeah. I don't understand.
1: I agree with that. I felt the ending could have. Yeah, I, f- I just feel like two hours would have been perfect for me. Longer yeah. than the first. Um, they could have cut out a good like 20 minutes of it but besides mm-hmm. that like everything we know about the film and how like indie it is and all that stuff I feel like it was so well executed and everything and yeah I, I love yeah. it. and I also love the fact that it's so low budget it's filmed on like
0: I was gonna say how much did you look up how much it took to make it
1: half a million
0: what one one thing i read was 250
1: and then the other one i read was 500
0: no way way with the effects and shit yeah how is that even possible
1: no idea and like i said pennies the podcast i listened to yesterday they were like explaining that as like you know film kids or whatever that like kind of know what they're talking about but yeah uh It's incredible, but I love the fact that it's on kind of a different camera than stuff we're used to seeing. Like if you're used to watching like major studio movies all the time and stuff, you kind of take for granted how well the camera is and stuff. And when you go back to this, like you said, it does give the 80s slasher vibes because it's such like, quote unquote, like low quality, you know, I
0: loved it. Everything I'm seeing is let's see. So two hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars was the budget. I don't understand how that is even possible for the effects that they made, and like, and because it was that, all the practical girl...
1: effects. There's no like CGI or anything. It's all no. Real. The girl,
0: the bedroom scene, that was an animatronic. Like that is that alone seems like it would be <laughs> a lot of the budget right there. Wow, that's crazy. Um, and then <clears throat> what I was just seeing. Let's see what the box office. Has... Okay. Opening weekend in U.S. and Canada, eight hundred five thousand. Gross world wide nine or excuse me, seven point eight million on a two hundred fifty thousand dollar budget. That is insane. What a huge hit! That's yeah. really exciting. Even though I wasn't a huge fan of the movie. That makes me feel really excited for the filmmakers who made this happen mm-hmm. to take something. They, they're they calling it a micro budget to take something that is done on a micro budget and makes such a huge return is such a win for horror lovers. It's so awesome.
1: Yeah, wow. it's it's incredible. Um, Everything that he did for this movie and everything like some of the killings are like. Like, one of the other ones that I really, really liked was the mashed potato one.
0: Which one was that?
1: So he shoots the mom's face off through the car door, and then he props her up, and he's, like, wearing an apron, and he grabs a thing of mashed potatoes and, like, shoves it in her face. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Um, Damien Leone or whatever, uh, the filmmaker, he's crazy. And also, I feel like I didn't look up anything about Sienna, the main girl, um, but I did hear that the, the little boy in this movie well he's not like a little boy he's like 12 but and he's hilarious right. too because he's so tall like they found like the tallest little kid they could possibly find this kid like i he was like, such
0: a long neck I was, like, he's
1: gonna be a basketball player for sure he
0: just like has that i body. remember his neck being so long
1: but apparently he has like a youtube channel where he interviews like metal bands and stuff and really so wow. and if you notice like his room in the movie was like all posters of like metal bands that nobody's heard of so i'm assuming that like, oh, okay that was his doing and so yeah good for him he'll probably get like a million more subscribers after this movie and uh yeah i don't know anything about the main girl but she- her acting was incredible she was so really i just good. looked
0: up her imdb <clears throat> her name is lauren lavera She hasn't done a lot. I mean, it looks like her, her mood, it goes back to 2016. And she did a lot of shorts and an episode of Iron Fist in 2017. Uh, Short film, short film, short film, short film. Lots of short films in 2018. Uh, uh, She was in a TV series that I haven't heard of. Lots of stuff I haven't heard of. A lot of like B-movie type stuff and independent stuff. And then she did, like, an episode of a movie, a show I haven't heard of, an episode of a show I haven't heard of. And um. so, yeah, so this is, like, her first big movie role. Yeah. And she was the star. She That's was pretty amazing. She was the best
1: actor by far.
0: Oh, she was fantastic. Looks like she was also in an upcoming movie called The Fetus. And that it's in post-production right now. A couple struggles to learn the truth about the origins of their unborn child, a demonic entity that emerges from the body. Oh, God. Sounds creepy.
1: Um, what, did you stick around for the after credits scene? Mm-hmm. Okay, so first okay. of all, Chris Jericho so- was in that, which was yes extremely random when I saw his name on the credits like before the movie started I was like were you
0: waiting to see him I had no
1: I had no yeah (laughs) the whole movie I had no idea he was in it at all um but yeah that ending scene was what did you think of this this was crazy I did
0: recognize him and I knew that that would be fun for you when you saw it (laughs) (laughs) and then I saw that Uh, he
1: actually did a episode about the movie and everything on his podcast so I still have to listen to that but yeah okay
0: so I to rewind a little bit I did love the part about the anchor who had the face like destroyed the girl who had her or um so it was the girl from the last movie Mm -hmm. had her face destroyed by art the clown she was his only survivor on Mm -hmm. right and she went on this like talk show and she, like, ripped the face off of the, the host or something, right? So,
1: this is... I was thinking about this last night. I was like, what is the timeline of the movie supposed to be? Because we see that happen at, in the first movie. And then in uh-huh. the second movie, the girls talk about it. Like, oh, did you hear what happened the other day? So... And
0: I think... I think that it was supposed to be, like, right after Halloween. Like, day after Halloween or something. Right. So... I loved that. I loved the scene where she attacks her, but also I was thinking, why? Why did, is she like possessed with something? Like, why would you attack someone? Uh, Yeah, I just didn't understand why.
1: Oh, I don't know. I feel like that was something that, (laughs) that he put in the first movie, like just for the sake of shock and gore. Yeah. and like I said wasn't having to explain it and then probably did the second movie and now all of a sudden is trying to develop okay. all these stories that's just my theory
0: okay yeah that, that probably makes sense I I just didn't understand it. I loved it I thought it was crazy it reminded me of what's her name Charla Nash now I know her name because we talk about her in the <laughs> group chat she's the one that had her like face ripped off by the chimp right okay so By i Travis still ha-
1: i still haven't seen her face <laughs> um <laughs> the
0: the one did- i gotta find that oprah clip no for no, no, you. no no no, That's no, no. Totally i don't want see- to i don't want
1: to see it i the one day my boyfriend and i were talking about it and he pulls it up on youtube and then he's like and i honestly thought he was about to like share it to the tv and i was like i don't want to <laughs> see and i just turned and like ran away i'm like i'm too scared but does it look similar i don't, similar sir, to I don't this even girl? think
0: it's I don't even think it's that horrifying that her like her face in general. I think the story itself is horrifying, and the nine one one call is horrifying. The nine one one call is itself.
1: really horrifying. Yeah,
0: but I think yes. it's one of those
1: things. Like I remember there was one of those like chain emails going around when I was a kid, and it was about <laughs> this girl, and she was on Oprah. Uh, her name was Jacqueline, and she got hit by a drunk driver. Her car exploded, and her whole entire Holy face shit. is basically gone. And um, I remember this chain email, it was like one of those, like, you know, and at the very bottom, it was her like after everything. And I remember having nightmares about that face. And like, so I don't, like I said, it's different. Like, I like the fake stuff, but I don't like the real stuff.
0: Yeah, and I... There's a movie, there was a movie that I think was on Lifetime or a made-for-TV movie or something in the 90s that, like, just, I still think about it all the time. (laughs) Like, I watched it when it first came out in, like, 95 or 93 or something, and I think about it all the time. I think it was called David, and it's a story about this really messy divorce and child custody issue and how the father was abusive and the mother didn't want to send the the kid with him, and the father ends up um, kidnapping the son and telling him like oh we're gonna go on a road trip we're gonna go to Disney World and blah 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 and takes him and um and like kidnaps the son there's no cell phone so no nobody knows where they are they can't find them and he ends up the the son and he him are in the hotel room to go to Disney World the for, the next night the son is so excited and The dad sets the fucking hotel room on fire with the son in it and attempts to kill him in retaliation just to get back at his ex and, like, is burning him alive. And the little boy survives. And his body and face are covered in, like, like 98% burns. And it's a true story. It's a true story. And he, like, he goes on to, like, skateboard and he has to have all these surgeries and all these skin grafts. And like, I just remember being so horrified seeing the the actual little boy and how burned he was. And the fact that you, you're, you don't even realize you're kidnapped, you're going on this trip with your dad and you're super excited because you haven't seen him and you're going to Disney World and you've always wanted to go to Disney World and he fucking sets you on fire in the hotel room the night before and tries to kill you just to get back at your mom i will never forget that it stays with me and i think about it all the time it's so fucked up i can't even handle it yeah so it's one of those that and charla nash like i just remember that shit all the time it's fucked up yeah
1: this yeah this girl's face and terrifier is pretty much what i picture charla nash's face to look like except worse (laughs) because it's real
0: it's bad yeah. Um, the fact that they made this movie on 250000 with the practical effects and everything that they did is absurd. It's incredible. So wow.
1: So do you think that, uh, like, a major studio is going to back this movie for the third one?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. so do I. This is the thing, the, though. I don't want The question want them is, to. is that going to ruin it? Exactly. Yeah.
1: I don't even mm-hmm. like how popular it's become. Like, I was actually kind of annoyed yesterday because... This is just who I am as a person. Um, When there's a movie or something that I like or a book or anything, I just look for podcasts about people talking about it. And I did that for Terrifier, too. too. And the very first podcast I came across, I think it was called like Rewind of the Living Dead or something. I did not get through the first 10 minutes of the episode because right off the bat, the guy's like, I didn't even know uh, Terrifier 1 existed. And uh, and then, like I said, they were ca- they were calling art the terrifier and I was just so annoyed. Mm-hmm. I was like, next. So then yeah. that's when I found this screenshots one that was good. But um, there's a
0: lot of garbage podcasts out there. <laughs> Hopefully you guys don't think this is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I, th- I bet you uh, A24 or Blumhouse will probably pick it up. OK, um, something. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. OK, I can see that, actually. So I just I, don't I, I just don't that... like when, like, I don't know, it might get ruined. It might become this big commercialized thing and them sell costumes at Spirit Halloween. Like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to gatekeep this. Like, this is my movie. You know what I mean? Well,
0: sorry. It's out of your control now that it's so successful. I know. But that's just so who I, I am. I would prefer a I'd rather have Blumhouse or A24 or one of those smaller I consider them to be smaller studios Mm -hmm. pick it up versus like a universal or something else majorly huge because maybe they can kind of preserve some of what makes it terrifier I
1: feel like universal owns Blumhouse question mark oh I'm not sure okay but you like universal the theme park had a Blumhouse haunted house this year
0: Actually, that would be fucking perfect. A terrifying, Halloween horror nights. Oh, uh, oh my god, that's this is our prediction. I'm writing it down right now. Our prediction is that Blumhouse is going to pick up the third movie, and you will see Art the Clown at Halloween Horror Nights in 2023.
1: Uh, I don't know that early let's say by like
0: out to cash in they'll probably make a a haunted house with it
1: no i i understand but by the time they make the third movie and everything and it's released
0: oh no, no no i just think they'll pick up the third movie it might not be released next year but there's already two terrifier movies and i would be shocked to see that they did not have art the clown at horror nights next year yeah i know um how much would you love that? Because you're going to replan another Horror Nights trip, right?
1: I'm hoping to go next year. They actually just announced that the first their, their first haunted house for next year is Chucky. I want to go you know, with you. So I'll meet you there. I want to go. So, like, I'm planning on being there. But, you know, I don't go with me because I have bad luck, apparently. I, no,
0: I'll meet you I there. The uh it could be a huge like birthday trip for Alex's sixteenth birthday.
1: <laughs> yeah. Let's do it.
0: The only thing is that um he doesn't like jump scares, but I think that they can give that's you like a wristband par- or something. No,
1: they don't I know, do that. That's they the don't whole do fun. that.
0: No, not at not at Universal.
1: No, they like they recommend it for like adults only because it's like it goes till two in the morning. It's very heavily alcohol like apparently it gets like crazy there like i said well, don't know go. from my own experience because of what happened <laughs> but that's what everyone was saying
0: i will a thousand percent fly out if we go like a little bit before halloween since his birthday is the 30th if we go like mid-october or something
1: it starts in I september will me- and then it i will goes meet you halloween.
0: there and we'll do a girl's trip
1: let's do it fuck yeah We will plan it off we air. start planning
0: it Um, oh it'll be so fucking fun
1: so back to like what you were saying like an hour ago now um about how we all know creepy men and women's intuition and stuff let's talk about barbarian because that's what i watched last night after the trick-or-treaters frigged off all
0: right so now this is the timestamp for barbarian spoilers it's on uh you guys need to watch it it's on hbo i think now
1: i watched it on disney plus in canada
0: Oh, yeah. Because you guys have your Disney Plus is like a mishmash of like HBO and stuff like that, too.
1: No, no, no. Hulu. So, and... No, no. So I'm starting to learn, actually, um, all the different streaming platforms in Canada and like who owns what, because it goes by like what streaming platform owns the network or whatever. Right. So um, Dis- okay. Disney Plus owns Hulu so that's and
0: espn i think i think they have a
1: yes yeah yeah, yeah.
0: a package with espn now
1: yes so like uh so certain so hbo is on crave in canada which like means nothing to you but yeah so i watched this on disney plus
0: okay so what are your initial thoughts on it um
1: i've okay so before i watched it i asked My friend Colin Drucker from All Right Mary Podcast. I asked him if he had seen it because he's like a huge horror movie person. He watches like every horror movie when they come out. And he was like, oh, I really loved it. I kind of thought it fell off at the end, but I'm not going to tell you anything. Like go into it knowing as little as possible. And I'd already Mm -hmm. watched the trailer before that. But besides that, I knew nothing. Um, Right. And I'm glad that I did because... It was insane. I was into it the whole movie. There was not one second I was bored. Um, I was so... The whole movie, you kind of think you know what's going on, but then something completely different will happen, and it's like, wait, what? And I like that in a <laughs> movie that like keeps you guessing and interested and stuff, and also tons of comedy in it. Um, yeah. As I was saying earlier, I love horror with the comedy mixed in because um, it is kind of funny. You can't always make it, like, so serious. And, yeah, it was. I liked it, but the ending was kind of weird. Mm, I don't know.
0: Yeah. It's definitely, I love original horror, so that's something that I loved about it. It was original. It was not a remake. It was not a reboot. It wasn't any of that shit, so it was definitely original. I loved the first half of the movie. And I hated the second, like I hated the ending. So what do so, you
1: go to the first half when Justin Long shows up, or even after that? Yeah, really. Yeah, up until like because I Justin lo- Long, I liked yeah. Justin Long in this a lot. I thought, oh, he was I so I fucking love Justin
0: Long. I love Justin Long, and I loved his part in this, but I didn't like the second half of the movie. So uh, the again supernatural horror or weird horror. I guess not supernatural, but I don't know. Maybe.
1: I wouldn't consider it supernatural.
0: No, yeah, I guess not. But I loved the whole part of not knowing. First of all, the guy that plays Pennywise is Bill the male character. Yeah. The female character was fantastic. Oh my God, so cute. But that alone makes you kind of suspect him knowing that he's pennywise and
1: this is one thing that the movie did extremely well because the trailer leads you to believe that he is the bad guy and like you said yep, he plays a fucked up person in a lot of different horror movies so you kind mm-hmm. of do expect it to be him but it did what hereditary did which is kills him off very soon in the movie where you're like wait what i was expecting you to be like a major part of this movie and now you're just gone because um, yeah. remember in hereditary the trailer was all the, the little girl. The girl and then they killed her off in the first like five minutes
0: yeah. one of the best one of the all-time most amazing shocking kills in horror history fantastic And a
1: lot of people I saw on Reddit, because as I was saying earlier, after I watch something, I got to go on Reddit or listen to a podcast. See what other people think, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people were comparing this to Hereditary in that way because that happened and then it just like switched into something completely different. Then it's like, all of a sudden, you're going to Justin Long being a douchebag in his car and you're like, wait, what movie am I watching? What just
0: happened? Yeah. Yeah, so that whole first half... I loved the female character. I thought she was doing everything right. She wasn't... Dre- and the male character, too. It was... He understood that... As So she shows up to the house. And the guy's already there. And he seems totally suspicious. Like, he set the whole thing up. And there's nowhere to stay. There's some big convention in town. She can't get a hotel room. Um, we don't know until the next morning that the... Neighborhood is in shambles and terrifying. That neighborhood was horrifying, Mm -hmm. even though the little house was all cute and nice. And you're so nervous for her. I love that feeling of nervousness Mm -hmm. for the character. That is my favorite feeling in horror. And she's doing all the right things. She takes a picture of the guy's ID and sends it to her friend. She doesn't drink anything. And he respectfully says, like, I understand this is a scary moment for you. I have some wine. I will open in front of you and pour it in front of you to make you comfortable. But I'm not, you know, offended if you don't want any. He's doing all the right things to make her comfortable. Sleeping on the couch, letting her have the room. She's doing all the right things in not partaking in the wine and being careful and making the right decisions. And that whole feeling is like, is he the bad guy? I don't know. He seems like a good guy. Oh, now I'm not sure. I love that whole feeling throughout the first half of the movie. I know, you're really confused by him. You're like, wait,
1: is he going to kill her or uh, is he actually the good guy? It was... is he being
0: the good guy the first night to earn her trust and then he's gonna turn on her the next day once she feels comfortable and safe do you think this is
1: like some hidden meeting in the film about how women should trust their first instincts instead of like ignoring a red flag because although it wasn't him her first instinct was to kind of get out of there was to leave
0: the house to get out yeah Yeah. she definitely should have gotten out of there um Yes, un- yes, definitely trusting your intuition. Mm-hmm. She should have got into that car and left the first night. There's no way I would have stayed. I don't care job interview or not. I mean, I if anything, I probably would have slept in my car. I probably would have driven to like a truck stop somewhere in all the lighting of the truck stop and slept in my car, if anything. So...
1: There was a line that I missed, but as I said, read it. And she did say something to him about, like, she keeps going back to her ex, like he's her something. So it does make her seem like, oh, because even the first night, like, even if she did stay there the first night, she still went back. Like, why would you go back? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you, the next day after your interview, look actively for some somewhere more appropriate to stay but it does seem but like she felt she's... comfortable
0: with him she felt safe so exactly. she felt like it was okay mm-hmm. yeah so I mean I loved all of that I loved all of that I even loved the flashbacks of how sweet and quaint the neighborhood was back in like the 50s I loved the creepy dude stalker murderer storyline it just lost me at the like inbred basement dweller breastfeeding weird fucking shit that's where it fucking lost me <laughs> i was like all right i'm out now i yeah. loved it until then yeah it was now i'm
1: fucking it, out it was a little ridiculous uh when he like they threw could've... her off of the the rooftop and everything it was, it was a little ridiculous so ridiculous but like honestly I a lot that... of horror movies though i give very like i give so much like leniency to the ending when i'm watching horror because i'm like horror movies are such a different thing on their own and it is very hard to end them like look at Stephen King like everyone says he writes the most amazing stories but his endings always suck so like I, I just take well it you can like never
0: that. please everyone and I think that they were really trying to be original and create original horror which is fantastic and not easy to do Um, I would have changed the movie to maybe not be as many years from the serial killer like maybe he's not as geriatric as he's like dying in the basement maybe this is 20 years later or something like that he could have been the killer that room with the with the camera set up right before the actual like real basement basement what if he was just like a creepy sick killer who had cameras all over the rental house And was stalking people and watching them. And then he would torture them in that room or something like that. And he was hiding the bodies out in that basement or something. That would have been fantastic. That would have been an amazing movie. But they just, they brought in all this other, because you still get the trickery of thinking that the guy, the original guy is the creep, but he's not the creep. It's the basement creep. Who's mm-hmm. been doing this since the '50s or since the '70s or whatever? He is the real creep, and nobody even knew he was there. And all these bodies keep disappearing, and and the they just think that they're checking out of the Airbnb. Like that would have been, this would have been one of my all time favorite horror movies ever if that was the story. But they lost me in the second half with the weird inbred breastfeeding fucking weird shit. Mm-hmm. They lost me. I was out.
1: That hair but, on the bottle coming oh down oh god <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was and I
0: love Justin Long I love him in horror I love him in Tusk like Tusk is one of my favorite horror here's the thing I've so seen ridiculous. a
1: lot of people compare this to Tusk so I also like had that in the back of my head going into watching it the only other thing that I can see it being anything like Tusk is him playing like a douchebag
0: an asshole that character. you don't feel sorry for right exactly that's the only comparison I would make to Tusk yeah I don't know I I really think if they had just made it I I think they just took it too far and it wasn't necessary but I know a lot of people loved it like loved it Mm -hmm. so I'm happy for them
1: it was (laughs) one of the better like horror movies I've seen in a while like yes 90% of it was really good
0: oh and i did know like that when that man was chasing after her yelling like don't get in there don't go in there or whatever i was like oh he's trying to warn her i knew that right away mm-hmm. um that he was a good guy trying to warn her and she was afraid of what was outside when she needed to be afraid of what was on the inside so that was an interesting little thing too it was kind of funny when also, he was like, "Oh, like, she, she'll never get me in here," and then like, "Grass" comes through the wall behind him. That was pretty funny too.
1: Like the fact that this bitch follows Keith down to the basement and like down all of that. Are you fucking Mm-mm. kidding me? Wait upstairs. Nope. I would. I would. I wouldn't after, have done that. I would have been gone.
0: I would have left like if you want to go down into the murder basement that's you I'm not going with you and I just met you two days ago I don't care like and I would have I would have gone to the police and I know she tried to and they didn't want to go to the area or whatever I think if you raise enough hell someone has to follow through with something but I, I would have gone I would not have been there I would not have gone down there I, no even like and when that moment when, when they kill like... him was so good.
1: Oh, yeah. Even, like, when the, when the door locked and she, like, grabbed the mirror and everything and, like, looked down the hallway and yeah. was, like, trying to make her own life, I would have not thought to do any of that. I feel like the no. whole time I would just be trying to break the door down. I would be, like, doing everything I could to get the door open. I wouldn't even think to do half the shit, but... I
0: wouldn't have either. I thought that was really smart. I thought she was a very smart character in a lot of ways, but also very dumb in a lot of other ways, mm-hmm. um, which is humanity, I guess, but... You know, when when she goes down there and he's like freaking out and he's trying to pull her in and she's like, no, we have to go this way. We have to get out. That's another thing where you think like he's a sinister being like he's trying to lure her deeper and deeper. But he actually is trying to protect her because the barbarian is on the other side of uh, is where she's trying to go. And the scene where they murder him and just like smack. Oh, that was a fantastic scene it was that so was,
1: good the jump scare on that was pretty i loved wild. his kill scene yeah
0: yeah because you think again yeah he's trying to lure her in and he's not the bad guy and that's when you figure it out so good
1: yeah it was good. do you think
0: i do you think they'll make a sequel did they leave it open for that i can't remember i was so done by the end of the movie mama
1: dies everyone dies except for the the, the final girl i guess and, Hopefully
0: they uh, won't make a sequel. They don't need we don't need a sequel to every movie ever. Just because you made a bunch of money doesn't mean that you need to ruin it with another movie.
1: I don't think there'll be a sequel to this. I hope not. No, but I will tell you <laughs> I I'll won't, never I won't see it. I'll never rent an Airbnb in Detroit.
0: Well, and that was so stupid too, because don't you look up they when you rent an Airbnb, you get the address. Do you not like look it up? Uh I, <laughs> you
1: i do i don't know maybe the house was I just do. like super nice so that she just like assumed
0: i don't know i'd like to know where i'm going before i get there i don't know and then like were there no other review i guess it was like the only thing available which makes sense but and this this like company wasn't cleaning it they weren't checking to see if people's shit was still there like wouldn't there still be some other people's stuff wouldn't there just be piles and piles of other people's stuff or do they just not go into the basement so they don't disappear they just go back to their lives like normal people because i wouldn't be going down into somebody's basement and and doing all that stuff
1: no same so wait yeah the mama didn't come up at night didn't they say that she came up to the upstairs area at night
0: yeah, and there was the one point where the door was open and her bedroom door opened. And, yeah, it's, again, that's parts that don't make any sense. Because if all these other people were staying there, wouldn't someone be like, wait a minute, where's John? He never came back from Detroit. Like, right. <laughs> at work, the, at work two weeks later or whatever. And there would be suitcases everywhere unless she's piling. It, it just, there's a lot of, like, loop, a lot of holes in the plot. But yes. First half was fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. I wish they would have taken it in another direction.
1: Right. Overall, great movie, I think.
0: Yeah, it was good. I don't know if I'd ha- I don't know if I'd watch it again. I might watch the first half again <laughs> and then turn it off. <laughs> True. <laughs> but yeah, so Oh, and then so I recommended to you to watch the Cannibal Cop documentary. It's a documentary about thought crimes. I first saw this documentary when it came out, which I think was like 2018. And I tell people about it all the time. And I'm like, I'm like can Girl, somebody I please watch this so I can talk to someone? <gasps> oh my God. Are you
1: serious? Yes. Because when I Googled it. Oh, no way. I'm pretty sure. Because I was like, uh, this is kind of old to do a podcast episode about. But I'm down, obviously, still. But But I've been...
0: <laughs> yeah, oh my god, 2015. So it's called Thought Crimes: The Case of the Cannibal Cop. It is on HBO Max, if you're in the States. Um, I did watch Canada. that. Craven Canada, Amanda. Um I think thought it was fantastic back when I watched it. I have rewatched it before. I'll probably rewatch it again. I think it's a fantastic documentary. And I've been asking people to watch this for years and nobody ever watches it because I've got to talk to someone about it. So hopefully maybe like next week we can discuss. Um, I'm currently listening. I love the podcast Time Suck. It is hosted by I think its name is his name is Dan Cummins and he is a comedian yes dan cummins time suck he does some of the most fantastic episodes this episode of uh, discussing the cannibal cop uh story is like two hours and 41 minutes long all of his episodes are super long and very in-depth on different stories and cases so so interesting so i'm gonna finish listening to that and see what additional information i can learn He did an episode about the Ken and Barbie killers in December of last year. And it was so good because I thought, oh, I know everything about that story. I've watched all the documentary series. I've watched all the TV episodes about it. I learned a lot more about that series just by listening to his podcast. So I'm excited to finish this one. And then hopefully you'll have some thoughts on it and we can discuss it together. I've always wanted to discuss with someone what their thoughts were on the pod- on the episode on the show
1: okay interesting I'm down I'm always down
0: for a new it's jock- only seven episode. years old people Jesus have we're you still talking watched... about John Bennet
1: true <laughs> have you um, watched any of the unsolved mysteries
0: I watched that episode that you guys were talking about the body body in a bag or body back or whatever mm-hmm. And I thought it was, I guess maybe I just, it was, like, super hyped up in the group chat about how horrifying it was. Maybe I'm a cold hearted thought, and I'm, like, super.
1: I thought it was fucked. I thought it
0: was really bad. It was bad, but I don't know. I mean, you obviously know at the very beginning that the crazy girlfriend is the murderer. And that some shit went down. I think it's fucked that she
1: cut her man's body into three pieces with kitchen utensils because like they said that would be very physically hard to do and also take long amounts of time like i think that's so let's so
0: let's back up a little bit for anybody that hasn't seen it we're just going to spoil everything i'm going to put that in the disclaimer for this episode (laughs) so you better watch the shit before you listen um the episode is on uh, the unsolved mysteries on canada um, on canada unsolved mysteries on netflix and they put out a new season this was like the only episode that i watched because the group chat was lit with how horrifying this episode was and i was like count me the fuck in Mm -hmm. i'm in uh let's see i'm gonna find the exact episode and information so season three episode three it's called body in bags A man is mutilated, but his presumed killer, a woman he knew from high school, escapes without a trace. So, go for it. Tell me all about it.
1: Okay, so, (laughs) I was going to say, that's fucked up that she cut his body by herself, allegedly. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, there was a moment where his son, who now is like a college football player, um, came to visit the dad he didn't go in the room and it's just crazy that the dad was probably like in the room, probably half chopped off in pieces. Like that's, that's, i can't even like fathom to. but think why like did
0: that. she do it she he she was jealous about something because that she was a very jealous person they always had to be everywhere together right she didn't let him out of her sight right and this was like an old high school girlfriend that he had gotten back together with from what i remember he had a really healthy and good relationship with the mother of his son mm-hmm. and that was incredibly threatening to her which is crazy because that's an ideal situation you want co-parents to get along and be friends and for the better of the child and if you're in a relationship with someone who does not like that that is a huge red flag huge huge
1: I think they said that that was the last time they all saw each other too was at the son's football game or something didn't they say they were all there and then They Mm -hmm. said that she was upset with him. So she like when a couple rose back
0: stormed away. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, So that's nuts. And then also it's just nuts to me that this woman is still out and about living her life. Like you would think with everything nowadays it would be so hard to just run away and change your identity. Like you think that you would get caught like that. And it's been years.
0: Well, somebody definitely people definitely helped her. That's for sure. But not only that, um, I think that they're going to catch her now that the story is out. I think it wasn't a publicized story. This is the first time I've ever heard of it. So why would people even know to be on the lookout for her? I haven't heard any podcasts about it. Like, this is the first time I've heard this story.
1: That is true.
0: So how would you even know? You could walk past her in the grocery store and not even have any idea who she was. Mm. It's pretty crazy. Um, But. It was crazy to me. So so Ryan is hunting right now, and he went hunting a couple weeks ago and brought home a deer. And I've never watched the processing of anything. And I think it's very interesting. So I sat and I watched him remove things, and he made a pelt and all kinds of stuff. Okay? I know this sounds really gross, but I mean, the good thing is if you're going to go hunting, use everything. Nothing goes to waste. All the meat will be eaten. There was a like a pelt made from the skin. Everything is being used, which is what you should do if you're a hunter. Okay. I watched him with the saw go down and like remove ribs and stuff. Okay. And I asked him, I'm like, Do you think it would be it? It seemed a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. And I was like, to cut through the bone and stuff like that. And I asked him, I was like, Do you think that it would be this easy to process a human body? Like you just cut it open, you remove the the organs, it seemed so much easier than I ever imagined it would be. Because when you think about cutting a body and cutting up bones and sawing someone's head off and everything, that seems like something that would be very difficult to do, right? But he's in the garage and he's got the deer hanging, and we have a giant tarp down to catch stuff. We got a bucket to catch organs and stuff. And he's sawing, and I'm like, that's it? that's all it would take listen
1: I have no problem with hunting uh my boyfriend's been hunting since he was a little kid uh you know I love deer meat venison yeah I I'm totally okay with it but never once will I allow him to bring a deer back to this house never do I want to see it (laughs) anything like that the pictures of oh, got some the good pictures of him are enough <laughs> and the fact that he has the antlers still that that's like more than enough for me but
0: yeah right you don't always want to see the inner workings of everything I, love I thought meat. it was I love, very interesting I'm
1: such a meat eater um yeah but I don't ever want to think about the animals I'm eating while I'm eating well that's them, fine you know yeah mean? and
0: you totally don't have to but I thought it was interesting and the the most interesting part about it was wow, if you wanted to kill someone and you wanted to remove evidence (laughs) and cut them up. (laughs) I know, but this is what I think about. I was like, I didn't realize it would be this easy to saw through bone and stuff. I thought you had to have like some electrical powered something that would saw through bone. But when you think about it, you don't, it's not that hard. So I was actually thinking about that while watching this episode. But the fact that she, they said she used, like, regular kitchen knives, like steak knives or something, that blows my mind. That, that is sick and insane. I can't imagine what it would be like to cut through your leg bone with a fucking steak knife. What? Uh, uh. Sick. Yeah,
1: it's. Real I don't know why up. people
0: think they're gonna they're getting away with murder in twenty twenty two. You are never gonna get away with murder. You will always get caught. You will always leave a speck of blood behind, a hair, a fiber. It will always be something DNA and everything, and is so advanced. I don't know why anyone would even commit murder and think they're gonna get away with it. It blows my mind.
1: I am sure people do though all the time,
0: and it's a lot of cleanup. Unless you don't do it at home. Unless you do it in a field or something. Listen, there's, and you just walk away there's from a it. lot
1: of people out there who have nobody looking for them. So that's true. I'm sure that's the that was the, the whole
0: That was the whole thing about Jeffrey Dahmer. That's why he was targeting people specifically who he didn't think people would really be looking for. And that's where he fucked up. Crazy.
1: Yeah, fucked up. What do you think about people dressing up as him for Halloween? Because
0: I saw quite I was, a bit <laughs> of
1: Dahmer costumes.
0: You did? I didn't see any. Not in person, just
1: on TikTok. Oh, good.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, I was talking to Erica on the last episode with her, and I told her that eBay or Amazon or whatever they have banned Jeffrey Dahmer costumes, and I thought, well, that's a sick. I I wouldn't. It's just rude. I would never, would never dress up. Because when you dress up as something for Halloween, I think you're kind of like bringing light to it. You're making fun with it. And that's not something you should do. I don't know.
1: Yeah. What do you think? It's it's kind of inappropriate. (laughs) Uh yeah, there's lots of there's lots of different scenarios where like Halloween costumes have been like yikes. But at the same time I kind of get the shock value of wanting to do it and
0: well, and it's easy. All you need is like denim shorts and glasses.
1: Exactly. It's an easy like fun, comfortable costume and I totally understand Ugh. wanting to do it, but I also Get, I like wouldn't where, do how it. it's like yikes I personally wouldn't either but no, me if I were to be out at a bar and I saw that it wouldn't bother me I'm not gonna lie um but it, that goes back to Terrifier too because there's a line about that in the movie because the little boy wants to dress up as art the clown and Sienna says to the mom like he wants to dress up as this guy that this real guy that killed a bunch of people and she's like what would you do if he wanted to dress up as Jeffrey Dahmer
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aged very a good well.
0: line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dress up like an actual killer. I think that's incredibly disrespectful to the victims of the family of those people, the family of the victims.
1: Well, what about like um, Ray Rice, like the football player who punched his girlfriend and knocked her out in the elevator? Do you remember when that no. happened? There was yeah, like, but I wouldn't. There was like surveillance video of it and everything, and he knocked her out cold, and then he dr- I remember he seeing Dragged that. her out of the elevator. And there were people that year that wore his jersey and brought like a blow up doll of a girl and That's like disgusting. dressed Disgusting. Yeah. Like that that to me is like worse than the Jeffree. That's Domer. disgusting.
0: I would never yeah, no. I would never dress up like something like that. It's it yeah. I, I just will judge those people all day long. Yeah. All day long. I remember seeing that video. That was a horrifying video because if you will do something like that in public where other people could see you or, duh, there's fucking cameras on elevators and you are so rageful that you will take the chance to be caught doing something like that. Can you imagine what he was doing to her behind closed doors with no one looking? Yeah, I know. Awful. Yeah. So scary. Yeah. So scary oh man well did he he lost his like contract and everything after that right like he was done
1: I think maybe he was but there's lots of football players who do a lot of shit and there's like Tyreek Hill who plays for the Miami Dolphins now um he got charged with like beating his son really bad he beat his girlfriend he still plays in the NFL he just signed you know a contract worth millions and millions up. of dollars like
0: that's fucked up but at michael the same Vick's, time like, wasn't
1: michael vick still allowed to play or whatever after the dog fighting thing mm-hmm. like i don't know there's yeah. there's so much stuff that like that's a huge topic and like big controversy i think in america is that like they treat athletes like they're fucking that they can do no wrong like right there was that instance there was a netflix documentary on this i can't it came out years ago but it was about a high school football team and it was like a friday night light scenario like some small town texas team mm-hmm. and there was like this immigrant like mexican guy and the team like beat him to death and like none of them got oh, charged. the hazing stuff none yeah. of them like got charged with anything because they were just like oh they're all football players like they can do no wrong you know it's So that's messed
0: that's crazy yeah Um, I guess there's a a line between what you do in your private life and what you do in your professional life. And that's very blurry. Or right now, sorry, Deshaun
1: Watson, like this is the, the craziest thing that's going on right now in the NFL, in my opinion, Deshaun Watson. So he had like over 25 women come forward and say that he like sexually assaulted them and said all these horrible things. And then during the offseason, the Cleveland Browns picked him up, signed this million dollars, like millions and millions of dollars contract with him. And then the NFL is like, OK, well, you're going to be suspended for the first however many games. So he still hasn't played this year yet, technically, but he's still mm-hmm. making all this money. And he's going to play soon as their starting quarterback, like the star of the fucking team. And it's like, but he's he's half of the cases have been dismissed already half of them haven't but it's still sick it's like why would you want somebody like that as your like franchise leader
0: i think that where they draw the line is when there's proof there's like a video there's undeniable proof Mm. of what happened and i think that that's what they use to determine if they're going to the the direction that they're going to take Like the Ray Rice stuff. That shit was on camera. You can't deny it. It is right here. It is video proof. There's no way you can get around it. And it is what it is. And that's some kind of action that needs to be taken. Um, When you have accounts of people making claims, they can kind of deny it. Are the claims true? Probably. I don't imagine that many women would probably come forward with the same story about the same person and the same incidences. And that it would all be bullshit. So it's probably true, but the fact is that he said, she said, and there's no proof. Mm-hmm. So they're going to address it so that they look like they did something about it. But then also they're interested in keeping the money flowing. So they're going to keep them on as long as they can, un- unless, until a video or something comes forward.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think that's the difference.
1: I think it's gross though, because you know how NFL fans are. Like, they're NFL fans are the craziest fans you will ever see in your fucking life. And, like, they go to tailgates and they, like, hold up signs that say, like, fuck them bitches or, like, he's innocent and stuff like that. And they think it's just, like, a fun thing. And it's, like, I don't know. I don't think that someone like that deserves to be, like, the leader of an entire franchise. That's, th- that is not somebody you want as your franchise leader, but. Whatever. I
0: agree. I totally agree. But look at like look at like the Kobe Bryant like rape case in Colorado. You know, nobody ever talked about that. The woman that the woman, I think she was underage. They should have never the media should have never released her name. And then she had all these death threats from fans calling her a liar, they're going to murder her, like all this crazy shit. And she was like 17 or something when it happened. I mean, absurd and crazy. And how the, You don't fucking know what happened unless you're in that hotel room with them. The only two people that know what happened were Kobe Bryant and the woman that he raped. And I will say that, yes, he raped her. I read all of the, the documents, all the information. I believe that he raped her and his fans went after this poor young woman. And then, of course, when you settle out of court because you just want it all to end... Then, oh, see, she was just after the money. Mm -hmm. Like, that doesn't mean that you did, that it didn't happen.
1: I know. Because if there
0: was no validity to it at all, he wouldn't have fucking paid her. So he wanted her to go away and she wanted it to be over with.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: So, but you know, that kind of shit happens even with like Michael Jackson. Anybody that will say Michael Jackson did not molest and rape little boys is fucking delusional there delusional. are lots
1: of people like i've heard lots of people say that they won't even watch that leaving neverland documentary because they well that's don't, sad they don't think it's fair that uh michael was isn't around to like defend himself or whatever
0: but he was he was around for decades and he defended himself for decades but he was a fucking liar as erica Girardi
1: sick. said he beat the case <laughs> on real housewives of beverly hills erica jane they were like talking about that or whatever because they were like comparing situations and she's like
0: eh, he beat the case but that doesn't mean it didn't happen and like you're looking at somebody who i has just multiple, think if you're multiple... a grown
1: man and you're having little boys sleep and come over for sleepovers with you in your room like
0: in your bedroom you in be your in bed that,
1: that's fucked up like what i also think that the parents the, should have had things to... happen that these men claimed happened or not that is fucked up there's no reason for you to have strange little boys in your room
0: i absolutely believe that it happened i as somebody who has been through uh i'm not, not the same situation but somebody that has gone through like sexual things mm-hmm. as a young person um i saw that in their eyes and i felt it in their emotion and if those men are liars, they deserve a fucking Academy Award because you just can't make that type of trauma up unless you are a very, very sick individual and a fantastic actor. So I choose to believe it. I choose to believe all the accounts that have that had come out about him. And again, you're looking at the, the power dynamic between a choreographer or a young actor versus a what, probably billionaire Michael Jackson, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: how could you possibly win in court? How could you stand all the death threats and all the people calling you a liar? You're a child, and you're just trying to talk about, like, what happened to you to help prevent it from happening to other children. And full-grown adults are going Mm -hmm. after you. And again, if you settle out of court because you want it to end, and you feel like, you came out about it and it's being talked about and there maybe is some kind of justice in that and you can try to move forward in your life Then see, they were just liars. They were just out for the money. And it's a really sick way that people look at those types of situations. Yeah. But, you know, he never had to answer for his shit while he was on the planet.
1: It's, so. cr- it's crazy. It's like, where do you draw the line with all of that? Because like I said, I don't think somebody who is... Has all of the accusations that someone like Deshaun Watson has should be the head of a franchise. Because I look at the leader of my franchise, the Bills, and I'm like, Josh Allen is literally a perfect human being. Like, there's literally nothing wrong right. about him, you know? Um, and, yeah, it's it's crazy because, like, Kobe, literally nobody talks about that. Everybody looks nope. at him as though he was, like, a perfect angel. and um, uh,
0: It's sad. It, they really do elevate act like athletes are on
1: another level athletes are totally on another level but what i was gonna say (sighs) it's wild though because at work um after the michael jackson documentary came out we weren't allowed to dance to any michael jackson songs and then (sighs) also after the r kelly thing came out that as well it was no (sighs) r kelly songs as well and r kelly Before all of that stuff came out, he was, like, number one artist in the strip club, okay? Oh, yeah. Multiple times in multiple different songs, like, huge. Mm -hmm. So he's another one where it's, like, you can't deny that that guy makes incredible music. Like, I'm not even going to lie. There's a couple R. Kelly songs I still listen to. But in my head, I can separate the monster of a person from the the talent. But I know... I was going to
0: say, some people can do that. Some people can do have that separation for me that's a huge struggle that i i love michael jackson music but every time it comes on i think of that documentary and the pain and the trauma in those men's eyes and their words and their stories and i have to shut it off it really disturbs me it's just kind of like how i how i always tell people like i don't like kevin hart because i don't think he's a good person and (laughs) he's is he funny does he have some good movies yeah, I saw Kevin Hart in Vegas before he blew up. And, but I struggled to like him because I know that he cheats on his pregnant wives. He's done it twice, he's been on camera doing it. And I think that that's a really fucked up thing to do. And so I don't like Kevin Hart. And it sucks because I, sh- you know, I can't enjoy him anymore. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. I get it.
0: I can't separate it. It bothers me. And I wish I could sometimes to separate the art from the artist and their personal shit is... I think we just know entirely too much about celebrities now. Shit that we never would have known before because of the internet and social media, camera phones, and all that shit.
1: Right. Uh, My all-time favorite housewife, Portia Williams, who is from Atlanta, um, she... Talked about in her book that came out like last year that she was actually one of R. Kelly's like victims, and she talked. Oh about my it gosh, in the book it was crazy. Not to like the extent of like what you see on like the surviving R. Kelly documentary or anything like that. Yeah, but um, she was like at his house for like weeks, like literally, like locked in his room because yeah. he, terrifying. Because and she wanted to be a singer and he was using that to his advantage like oh if you stick around like i'm gonna make you a big star like he promised all of these other young women like it's fucking scary the power dynamics and everything
0: Hmm. now are there any um are there any celebrities that you like more now because of something that was revealed that you wouldn't have known about otherwise uh
1: I don't know. I'd have to think about that.
0: Okay, that's. An I the only question. thing I can think about is Prince Harry from his Vegas trip like ten years ago.
1: Oh right, yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. He's
0: like partying at Wet Republic. He's like hanging out with a bachelorette party. There's like photos of him like nude in his suite. Like he's yeah, <laughs> look at him like naked on the cover of the sun that like, like reminds me partying. of uh,
1: hillary duff when she got engaged to mike Comrie and she gave him a blow job on the balcony yes
0: yeah that is another yep i decided right then and there i'm a duff head you know <laughs> she or he's getting duff head and i'm a duff head now yeah
1: exactly <laughs> um one celebrity i will tell you that i've liked a lot less lately is kanye i love
0: kanye I think, but I think he's definitely got mental. I, I I don't pay attention to all of it. So I don't know what additional things there are. I think he's a fucking
1: are. idiot and he ruined his life. And there's no coming back from the things that it, he he's said. He's seriously like, mentally there's, ill. There's, not, there's no coming back. And then there was a video that surfaced of him. I believe it was only yesterday. And he was, he stormed off of Saints soccer game. Kim was there too, sitting in a lawn chair on the mm. other side. He got into a fight with another parent and like screamed at them and then stormed away and it's like okay even but about what was the parent like yeah even if like you're fucking kanye west and people hate you right now like you need to keep your calm like
0: mm. he's very mentally ill and he's obviously unmedicated so that's i contribute like 90 percent of his actions to that it's sad but you can choose not to take your meds. It's not against
1: the law. A lot of the shit that he says, though, is really messed up.
0: Very and uh, messed yeah, up. I haven't paid attention to any of it because I just think it's sad. It's a really mentally ill human who is having a hard time, and yeah, yeah, it has destroyed their life. It's sad. Yeah. Um. And then, um. Yeah, I have not been keeping up on that stuff. You
1: haven't been keeping but up like, with the Kardashians.
0: No, I haven't. And I haven't been keeping up with. Uh, I try to avoid Britney Spears social media, too, because that's just sad as well. She's just constantly like naked. And I love
1: the videos of her like twirling around, whipping around her, hair, her awful I hair don't extensions. because it's. It makes me laugh. Because that's... I know that. I know. I know it's not funny. She's but it makes so me
0: unwell. She is so unwell. And it just makes me sad. Yeah, it does. I know. Do you think that her family is really as bad as she makes them out to be? Like, take her dad out of the equation and think of, here's the thing. What are the odds that your dad, your mom, your brother, your sister, like all of your immediate family is out to get you, take advantage of you, steal from you, destroy your life? What are the odds that all of those people are in it? To destroy you.
1: I'd, I have no idea. I don't know.
0: I don't think they were. I think, if anything, the dad, who wasn't really a huge part of her life, did take advantage and was out for monetary gain and stuff like that. But I don't believe that her mother, her sister, her brother, I don't believe that all of these people were conspiring against her just to imprison her and steal from her and make her work like a a workhorse like i just don't think that i think that's her perception but i don't think that's the 100 percent reality of the situation obviously britney spears has exhibited a lot of mentally like she's mentally unwell Mm -hmm. and if anyone can deny that you're again delusional she's obviously unwell Mm -hmm. and I think that the majority of the people that were surrounding her when it comes to her immediate family were trying to help her. But she feels as if they were trying to enslave her. I I just think it's sad. I mean, I it's guess. An, and it's sad and it's on display for the whole world.
1: It's just one of those things that I guess like only time will tell. And remember, she signed that huge deal to write a tell-all, so... I guess we'll see what happens
0: I know that they that. were in talks about it. I didn't know if they actually had done yeah, it. Yeah, she signed, and like... And I know that a, Oprah wanted to interview did her. Did she
1: sign, like, a $24 million deal or something for this book? I thought they were talking about it, but I didn't realize they actually did it. Which, by the way, today I started earlier... I'm, I'm not even done the first chapter yet, but Matthew Perry's book, which came out today. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it called? Oh. Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing, I believe it's called. Um, and you know, he's slurring his way through it. But uh, so far, it's
0: insane. You got the audiobook?
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Is it good? So far. He, he mentions Canada Do you think Canada it would be better to so read far? it
0: than to listen to him slur?
1: Um, Here's the thing. When I read books, I prefer to read like novels and with memoirs and stuff. I prefer to just listen to it, especially if it's the the person reading yeah. their own
0: but the fact that he's kind of slurry does that kind of is that off-putting no not really or does that add to it it adds to it for me <laughs> <laughs> i probably won't read it i'll probably just wait for a uh, celebrity memoir book club to talk about it because mm. they just take all the juicy shit and tell you all about i, I don't even understand how you can do that i guess because they read directly from the book. It just seems like you shouldn't be allowed to read from someone's book and profit off of it with your ad revenue and stuff. And then you're basically discouraging lazy people like me from actually be- paying for the book.
1: I mean, if they become a big enough podcast, I'm I'm sure that somebody will go after them. They're pretty big. I know, I know they're pretty I big.
0: They blew up on TikTok. Yeah. I I don't think they're the best podcasters, but...
1: I I mean, maybe somebody like will go after them, but I mean, I've, maybe. I listen to a lot of random podcasts that, um, talk about just like novels and stuff like that. And sometimes they read directly from the book too. Hmm. I think you're allowed to just like read a passage.
0: Yeah. There's another podcast I'm thinking of that did a little more than that and I loved it and I hope that it happens again over and over again okay let's not name it I read um, I okay read so from a
1: book on my podcast once.
0: yeah but like all of the important stuff
1: I read uh because I read um what's her name you're outing yourself Brittany from uh Jersey Shore Italy like one of the the twins she wrote a book yeah she has a book because she's sober now so she wrote it about like being an alcoholic and stuff and uh, it's called girl wasted and of course i bought the book and i read like (laughs) a big chunk of her experience in italy with uh was it good on the jersey shore it wasn't like it wasn't as good as i would have wanted it to be like it was such a minuscule part of the book but uh, all right check that out on the shore store it's my where are they now episode
0: I want to listen to. I still need to listen to or read the Jeanette McCurdy book because, of so course, good. a lot of podcasts Fantastic. discussed it and talked about a lot of the juicy shit. But I bet that there's a lot of really good stuff in there that no one's talked about. Oh yeah, it's, did you re- listen
1: to it? Yeah, I listened to the whole thing in like two sittings. I loved it. Um, okay, ve- it's very disturbing.
0: I'm I'm into it, but I'm it's also like it.
1: she tells it in like a comedic kind of way, like.
0: That's what I heard,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's it's very good.
0: So here's some info about the Britney book. So this was from February. People Magazine said that uh, Britney signed a $15 million book deal with publishing house Simon & Schuster for a tell-all memoir. Well, I wonder when they're going to... There has to be a deadline or something, right? I mean, God, how long does she, is she going to have to write this book?
1: I mean, she no. she's not going to be the one writing it.
0: Oh yeah, no no no, she will like. They they might just compile like all of her deleted Instagram posts and just create a book out of it. All of her, where <laughs> she writes on her Notes app in her iPhone and then screenshots it and puts it up and then she deletes it like, seventeen seconds later. It's just it might like... just be a collection of those.
1: It's just like all of the teen mom girls books. It's like, okay, I know that's not how they talk. Like, <laughs> I clearly didn't write this, you know?
0: Yep. All right. Well, you got anything else you want to talk about? Um, Not really. Any other good stuff? Me neither. I think we covered all the fun stuff, all the important stuff.
1: I feel like any shows that I'm watching right now, like we talk about in the group chat and stuff. Uh, are you watching White Lotus?
0: I haven't started the next season. I did love the first season, but I haven't started it.
1: It's so good. Is the new one good? good? It's so good.
0: How much have they released of it? It's only one episode. episode.
1: It started on Sunday night. Who's in it? Aubrey Plaza. (gasps) I love her. She's so good in it. Uh, Michael Imperioli, who played Christopher Maltisanti on Sopranos. He's in it, which I love. I'm obsessed with him um who else is in it uh, Jennifer Coolidge is in it again reprising her role okay same with is
0: it the same is it the same resort it's a white lotus
1: in Italy this time
0: oh so it's the same. it's just like a chain resort basically
1: there's um there's tons of actors in it that I cannot tell you their names off the top of my head but they've been in like so many different things you know
0: okay oh I'm those excited are, those are
1: the only ones I can think of off the top of my head
0: I can't wait. I'm so excited. It was really good. Okay, cool. I'm on it. I'm going to start watch- watching it for sure. Um have you have you watched A Friend of the Family on Peacock yet? No, we don't That's have. That's the one Peacock about the little girl here. that got kidnapped. Oh
1: fuck. It's good.
0: I wonder if they would have that on uh, Disney Plus for you. I'm it's sure a Peacock original. It. I'm sure so. I can
1: find it somewhere.
0: It's very good. Very good. It's about that documentary um
1: abducted in plain sight abducted
0: in plain sight it's yeah that's the dramatization of that documentary i
1: loved that documentary it's so. good
0: it's good and colin hanks plays the dad i love colin hanks he's, he's so, so good, good. which yeah. by
1: the way speaking of uh the hanks chet hanks was in this series last year that i loved called your honor and brian cranston was the <gasps> the star of it
0: i loved it
1: you watched it
0: yes Have you ever talked so about good. that before
1: um, I don't the know. second season is coming out soon.
0: Is it going to be the same people or is it like a whole different?
1: I have no idea. I just saw on like my streaming app it said like new episodes coming whatever day.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I bet it'll be a completely different story. Yeah. Which would be good. Because
1: the way it ended, it's um, kind of like, how are they going to continue from that? Unless Brian, Cran- like I hope Brian Cranston reprises his role though.
0: The opening like the car accident scene of that so first good. episode so disturbing is cinematic masterpiece like it is so fucking good and disturbing and uncomfortable and sickening and oh my god and it could happen to anyone that's the scary 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 part no i need to watch that again i know i could just watch that first episode again Actually, I should watch the whole thing. Oh, are you watching Sharp Objects? Or did you finish it? I fin- I, yeah, I finished it, like, right away. Okay, what did you think?
1: Um, I liked the book.
0: The book was better? I liked the book
1: better. But <laughs> that's, like, with everything, Shocking. the book is always better. Um. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I thought it was well done. Obviously, they have to change a few things around for the sake of, like, you know, television and stuff like that. But I liked it
0: okay did you think it was pretty similar to the book the the vibe the darkness of it
1: yeah yeah very similar okay the last scene was really good it was it was i was gonna say what did you think about the last scene it was funny how they did it it. i liked it
0: okay so what's different i mean this series has been out forever and like i said we're spoiling everything so um what was different in the book about the ending the revelation in the end versus the show
1: that part was the same how she finds the teeth in the dollhouse
0: oh really
1: um but the whole thing about richard being the one to like go around and find out the stuff about her mom like in the book i think it was uh, she was the one that did that
0: oh okay like richard
1: like she she had sex with him and stuff um in the dark and he like never got to see her naked or whatever and then like she did end up having like full-blown sex with that like uh John Kid or whatever Um, but besides that though Richard wasn't like a huge part of the book as he was in the series
0: okay but the that's interesting like the revelation of the teeth in the dollhouse was it really cool to see that to have the visual of that versus just reading it and trying to visualize it yourself
1: yeah I always like watching the movies or whatever after I read the book Um, and then also the stuff with her with sydney sweeney's character at the like the um mental institution i don't know like the mm-hmm. proper word for that um that never happened in the book
0: i you know what i haven't watched that in a few years i could probably re-watch the entire series so i don't quite remember that part uh but yeah, I'll take your word. It for honestly it. seemed like
1: <laughs> HBO just wanted to like put Sydney Sweeney in something, so they just like added She's those so scenes. She's so fucking
0: fantastic. She is so fantastic. She is. I love her.
1: I know. I can't wait for Euphoria three if it ever oh comes my out. God, <laughs> if it ever comes out, I know
0: out. that is another show that I could rewatch all of again oh euphoria is so good i can't believe i waited so long but at the same time i'm glad i waited that long to start euphoria because then i got to binge a lot so i'm into that
1: yeah i miss euphoria sundays it was like sitting down watching it hey we got sister
0: wives sundays
1: that is true
0: Mm mm-hmm i had alex watch uh sister wives with me this this (laughs) weekend and I was like, having to explain everything. I was like, she's leaving his ass and all that. So, <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are not watching um, sis- on Sunday, Sister Wives Sunday, uh, Jody and Amanda on We Love to Hate TV have a YouTube channel that is fantastic. And they do like two, three hours of a watch through of the Sister Wives episode each Sunday. It might sound like a lot, but oh my God, it is so fun to watch or listen to. They release it on their on their uh, feed too, as audio on podcasts. And it is. it got me through, the other night when we went to Fright Fest here, the lines were so long and it was so cold out that I just like sat inside and I just listened to it for hours mm-hmm. and I was so enthralled and I was laughing and I enjoyed myself. And it kept me from the boredom of being sitting there alone. So also fun to clean and watch or listen to. That's what I Very did fun. this past Sunday. I uh,
1: I just put it on and I just like cleaned my whole house. And yeah, yeah. it was nice.
0: So you guys check that out too. And uh, I think that's about all I've got. So thank you so much for coming on, Justine. I love seeing your face. Anytime. Let's do this again soon. We will. All right. Bye. Bye wait hold on rewind that what did you did you turn it off no did you stop recording i'm still recording okay tell people where to find you jesus Uh i
1: already talked about this the shore store i wasn't gonna
0: let you plug anything how rude of me the shore store but
1: if you guys are everybody knows if anyone
0: is by any
1: chance fans of the teen mom franchise specifically teen mom 3 Erica from the Surreality Podcast and I just recapped the first episode and we are planning to recap the entire season. Uh, It's going to be on both of our feeds as we go. And Julie, we want to have you on eventually for an episode. We're going to pick a funny one because that is... You never watched it, did you?
0: Uh Uh-uh. So this is Brianna de
1: Jesus. This is her original season Uh before she is Stella Nova is just a little baby and Mackenzie McKee is in the season as well
0: okay I can't wait to hear you guys talk about that that is gonna be so much fun (laughs) the first episode's
1: out now so go listen
0: oh hell yeah okay yeah I'm excited for that awesome well thank you guys for listening and we will see you soon bye bye bye